All right. We got Kinsey McClain. He's held many roles. Carney assistant coach, currently Smithville assistant coach. Jesse's roommate, maybe. I don't, not sure. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, state champion, et cetera. So we're just going to run through some, some stories and some experiences he had. So Jesse, take it away with your first question. All right. So, uh, you know, you had a really, you had a really great um, high school career. Um, you're in the state finals four times, but I thought it'd be really good if you kind of like backtrack for us and um, just kind of ran, ran through what it was like for you getting started, uh, how you got started. And then, you know, kind of like where you get early on, how did that whole process go? Sure. Yeah. No, uh, my brother, my older brother wrestled. And uh, so, he kind of got me onto it. Um, no, I was not good uh, for a long time. And I remember distinctly one time being at a, a, a teammate's house and uh, he had some brackets on the wall. You know, my name was on them, him beating me <laughs> and it clicking like, wait a minute, like this means something, you know? Uh, and I think like right around that time I started getting pretty competitive and I think I started going to like Perler around sixth grade or something like that so I didn't I didn't really get serious about anything until then and then um yeah just kind of progressed from there um freshman year of high school um just kind of ran with it um we had a really good group of guys and and uh Grant Leedy and and uh Nick Ward kind of real passionate guys I guess is a nice way to put it fired uh, up all the time so, yes uh anyways yeah just um Went from there. We had a, a youth coach that would always send us to camps through youth uh, all summer long, and then we'd bring stuff back and we kind of put a, a core group of guys together. That um, man, it, it was a great experience. That, that group of guys, and uh, most of them were a year older than me, but um, that's really what built my high school career. And, um, yeah, does that answer your question? A little bit. About yeah, it? I mean, so uh, I think you had a funny story in there. I can't remember, but. Like you're saying, I can't remember if you would get like a reward for, for wrestling in a tournament or what the deal was back in the day. Is that, was that you? I can't remember. <laughs> a reward. Uh, for something. I can't remember. It was like if you won or. Yeah. Like in youth wrestling. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think my mom would buy me a shirt. Right. Uh, okay. The, the shirt, you know, with like the place on the back or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just think that's good because, you know, it's like you got this guy who's in the state finals four times in high school, but it was like, you know, there's incentives out there for, for people, even that are that good, you know? So it's like, it's good. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, Plattsburgh and kind of building up that, that program back then, like you said. Yeah, it was just a group of guys. We were all pretty close and, and uh, the coaches, you know, Lee was, was really uh, adamant on keeping us together through the summers and, and uh, we all shared a, a common goal, really. And I don't I think any of us really said, hey, we're going to go do this. Uh, it was more about the process. Uh, we just really liked wrestling. It wasn't like we had these listed goals on our mirrors and stuff like a lot of kids do today. We just really liked what we were doing. Um, I mean, we were ate up with it. Um, we had a lot of fun, but we, we, we always worked harder. I mean, we uh, – the conditioning and and the things that we did back then um, really just kind of made everything else easier. I mean, like 
the condition that we were doing and, and the motivational stuff that they were doing back then really just made the rest of the process, college and everything else, just kind of normal. Um, it was never like the next level was harder or anything like that. It just, that's all we knew was hard work and small town. So that's all there was to do. And yeah, was, I was, was going to ask you about this. <clears throat> I used to coach in a small town in Butler and it was really hard to get people to buy in. Like sometimes in the small town, like you think blue Springs or some of these other towns, they're thinking I'm a wrestler or whatever. It's really, it's a lot different in small towns. People don't necessarily look at just being really good at one sport. They want to play all sports. So, I mean, what was, what was the culture like in Plattsburgh that, and Plattsburgh has been historically really solid at wrestling anyway for a long time. So what was the culture that uh, made you guys buy into wrestling specifically, I guess? Sure. I think, I think, again, like I said earlier, just a common goal. We just all kind of wanted to, to one up the next, you know, uh, tournaments and, and just establish dominance. You know, we, uh, <laughs> uh, we just took pride in that, you know, and, and working hard. And like I said, that, the passion that, that that coaching staff kind of brought to the table um, really was the groundwork and all we needed. Um, their intensity level was pretty high, and um, that, that that's all it took to to motivate us. You know, we all, or at least I did. You know, I play football in the fall and and whatnot, but the true passion was was in the winter. And and uh, yeah, I think I even ran track senior year. Um, I did try to do you know multiple sports, but um, wrestling consumed everything. Yeah. So as you were, you know, going through high school, you're, you're having success, you're in the finals, you're working your way up. Um, what was, uh, you, you had, you had a interesting life circumstance that occurred during high school. Sure. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, had a, a kid in high school and, uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and, and took me to another level, uh, I think maturity wise at that age. And once that happened, I think it just motivated me, uh, probably to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, at that age, you, you get a stigma and, uh, that, that, that's part of it. And, um, it was a blessing for me because I mean, Jesse can attest, I, you know, if I didn't have something that grounded me like that, you know, um, who knows what would have happened. So, you know, it, it was a good thing, uh, you know, kept my priorities in line. And, um, yeah, like I said, it, it, I, it definitely made me think about the future and, and, and what was, what was in front of me, um, versus just going through the motions and, and whatnot. So, uh, that was quite the experience and, and definitely, um, um, put me beyond my years, uh, you know, uh, life-wise, you know, you start looking at things a little bit differently um, when you go through something like that. So how, how did you balance at that age, like wanting to still accomplish your goals in wrestling, but obviously having some serious, you know, obligations in life besides that? Sure. Sure. Um, it's a tough question, but I, like I said, I think it, uh, when that happened, um, it made me want to achieve goals even more. You know, it wasn't like, well, I've got to, I've got to back off these things uh, so I can focus on this. It was just like all my goals grew, you know, I, I wanted to do everything better. It wasn't like uh, I, I wanted to be the best father 
first and foremost, obviously. Um, but wrestling made me that person, you know, a better person and, and, uh, you know, paid for my school and, and those things. So, um, it all kind of went hand to hand. It wasn't like I got to, I got to cut back on this piece of my life to focus on this. It was just, I'm going to attack every piece, you know, as hard as I can. And I think Jesse will attest to that. You know, there was a lot of, um, not only wrestling, but, you know, going back home and, and being a, a dad through college and, and, um, you know, still trying to pay the bills, working and coaching and, and do all those things. Um, there wasn't a lot of sleep involved. I don't think, I don't think anybody slept less. That's for sure. It was, it was impressive. It was, you were tough. So that was for sure. So. Yeah. I was, uh, Jesse was telling me about it. So I was going to get your take on it, but, uh, you were, you were, when you got to college, you were wrestling in college, you were working, trying to, you know, support family and, uh, you got into coaching and everything. How did, how did you, how'd you put all the pieces of that together? Um, you know, it just all kind of happened. Uh, luckily, it was just always around good people, you know. Um, so when I was wrestling, um, you know, life had other plans for me. Uh, had a back surgery early my, my freshman year of college, um, which allowed me to focus on some other things, you know. Uh, so a blessing again. Um, that second, my sophomore year, I thought I came back better than I had ever been. Uh, I thought I was in the best shape of my life. Um, uh, Doctors didn't really want me to wrestle again, but there, there was there was no stopping us back then. You know, we were pretty hard-headed. So did it again and, and then threw my back out again. Uh, had another second surgery. And then um, I was always around the right people. Um, Caleb Dixon called me after my second back surgery and asked me what I planned on doing. At that point, I was just getting my degree, and, and I was still with all the wrestlers, living with them, and uh, getting workouts in and all that stuff. Um, and he was coaching at Kearney, and, and that's kind of how I ended up there. Um, and it just went, went from there. So, Yeah. You coached some pretty good wrestlers while you were at Kearney. And we're, we're actually going to talk to Dixon later this week. But you guys had some good guys, and uh, I'm going to ask him this same question, but uh, what was the – common thread i guess in in some of the better wrestlers you worked with while you were there man they were all so different uh at carney at that during that time um you know grant leith i i don't think he scored much on tanner mender it was just like you know there was there was somebody that could always put somebody in check and then there was me caleb and mark carey and you know there's guys in there that uh if somebody wasn't putting them in check we would and uh, we were all fairly young, and and uh, so I think that was the common, the common thing. Uh, like to answer your question is, if somebody needed to be put in check, we put them in check, you know. And everybody could always uh, find a good partner. There's tons of good kids. And back to what I was talking about, Plattsburgh, just a common goal. I mean, those kids wanted to be good, and um, that was a really really fun experience. Yeah. So taking this 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 whole arc to the story, so. Now your son's in high school. He's a he's a really good little wrestler, and you're coaching him. So now you're not that you haven't been viewing it through that lens for a long time, because obviously you have. But now it's at the high school level for him. So how do you approach coaching uh, your own son through his high school career? Yeah, I, I think uh, the approach 
coaching him versus another kid, it's all the same. Uh, other than I just, um, if anything, I coaching less than, than I would coach somebody else just because, uh, he hears my voice a lot at home, you know, (laughs) so you, somebody can only hear the same thing, you know, from one person so many times before it just isn't productive. So, um, you know, with Colby growing up, I always tried to put him in other people's hands as much as possible and learn from others, you know, the Randy Smiths and Brent Haynes and, and uh, good friends just talking to Jesse or Beck or whoever it might be, um, just picking their brains and, and trying to learn from them and, and putting together who he was. Um, and when he, he'd come to me, obviously, and, and we kind of make sense of it all and, and put it together. But um, I really didn't corner him a lot until, you know, this year, uh, his freshman year. So, yeah. So, yeah. You've probably observed other uh, father-son coaching duos. And a lot of this applies just to coaching in general, not just father and son. Because even, like, whenever you're coaching someone, someone sometimes you get, you know, close enough to them that maybe you kind of lose your, your filter with them a little bit. But probably more so uh, father and sons than anybody. So what do you think are some of the uh, do's and don'ts of father-son coaching duos? Uh, you'll know. You'll know in your gut, I feel like, if you should be coaching your kid or not. Uh, you should. I, I, I didn't want to. I, I honestly didn't. Um, as as great as it's it, it's going and it has turned out, um, you know, I didn't want to jeopardize at any level being a dad to coach him. You know what I mean? Uh, first and foremost, just want that relationship being a dad. But uh, we kind of found what works for us, and and, and both of us kind of had no doubt in our mind that this that this is working and we can you know, we can do this. Um, you know, a lot of people shouldn't, uh, I see a lot of dads that should not coach their kid. Um, uh, just was blessed with a scenario or relationship with, with him that, uh, it's working and we're, we're constantly evaluate that, right? Like, uh, as he gets older and goes through some things, you know, uh, if that, if that needs to change, we'll do that. But, um, as of right now, it's going great. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're taking it home at night, uh, and you're arguing about it at home and whatnot, I'd say probably not a good idea. Um, yeah. That would be my take on it. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you got any other thoughts here? Yeah. I just, uh, what are you guys, I mean, since you are at home with them, what have you guys been focusing on right now during, uh, during this weird time we're dealing with, with this quarantine right now? Sure. Uh, man, you know, yeah, you spend all winter thinking about your summer plans and, and all that and that's been derailed so that's been tough um refocusing and and uh but right now i think he's just trying to become a better athlete and and focusing on those things just like we're telling all of our kids you know making sure we're still doing the right things and and uh making every day count you know we don't need to be sitting on the couch all day long and and uh whatnot so just staying active um he's doing some different things uh, that we've never done before, uh, a little bit of functional pattern stuff along with his regular weightlifting and some cardio here and there. And, 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 uh, that's about it right now. So, uh, you know, we're, how far are we out from the state turner to two months out now? So, um, we kind of took a break for a while, you know, just got away from it as uh, semifinals kind of bothered him. Uh, and so we just got away from it and, and, and haven't really, talked about the wrestling, just, just lifting and, and getting better. So I think it's going to be interesting to see like next year when wrestling comes around, kind of what you're talking about. Um, 
you, you said you guys kind of mutually decided to take a break, but like everyone's taking a break now. And uh, that hasn't been a thing that anyone's done really, you know, for a long time. So it'll be interesting to see what the, uh, how everyone comes out the other side of this, I feel like. So, sorry, that's a random aside. I just had that in my mind Good. today. No doubt. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to kind of ask you about is, you know, we all start, everybody right here talking, started coaching when they were young. And uh, I think me and you started the same year. I think I was a grad assistant and you were at Kearney. And, uh, or you may have even been coaching a year before me, but I just wanted to like kind of pick your brain on how you think that your coaching has uh, evolved and maybe changed and what are the biggest things that you've learned um, over that time period? Because you have had different experiences and you've been at different places. You're at Kearney and then yeah. you went to Oak Park and that was a much different situation and then back to Smithville. So. If you could just kind of, you know, talk about that starting out when we were pretty young and then maybe how it's evolved, changed, what you've learned and how the situations have, how the different situations have taught you different things that you've been able to take away. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I think about that all the time, actually, how I've changed over the years and my perspective back then. Um, I, I was really naive, I think, you know, when I first started coaching, I, I had it all figured out, you know, <laughs> and the longer you coach the more you learn. And, and, uh, I mean, just seems like every day, uh, you know, processing, you know, how I'm handling situations and, and, and what we're doing, um, changes and evolves. Um, so back then, man, I, I just thought I knew exactly the way this thing needed to be done. And, uh, as you learn different kids, I think, uh, you know, uh, Dixon said, you know, back then was there's a lot of driveways going to the same street. So there's so many different ways to get there and, and, uh, and, and approaches to take and, and learning, uh, approaches with different kids. You know, you might be able to, to, to motivate one kid and, and the next kid, you can't be quite as intense, you know, you need to take a different approach and there, you know, how to approach those relationships, I guess, is what I've, constantly learned over the years and how every kid's different because um, I truly believe that uh, it is all all based around those relationships um, I've never been in a head coach coaching position so um, as far as, as a, a team approach um, I don't put as much focus on I, I focus on my individual relationships and making individuals better um, and that's constantly evolving I think over those 10 years and and going from those different schools, the kids were much different from Kearney to Oak Park and then, you know, Oak Park back here. It's just a different group of kids and you're constantly getting acclimated to them and, and they're maturing as that goes. And, you know, so, you, so that changes. And, and uh, like I said, back then it was very like, no, this is the way I'm going to approach this. That's right. it. And now I'm more trying to learn how to, you know, have a, a broader net you know, and, and help more kids. And, and, uh, that, 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 that's the biggest difference is just trying to, um, accommodate the kid. And when I was younger, it was more like, no, nah, he's going to either like me or not. And I'll move on. Uh, so. Um, this will, this will be our last one. We'll, we'll stop recording and we can still talk afterwards. Um, but Typical last question we ask is uh, I'm going to ask it since Jesse's got to ask so many, but you got an interesting or a weird or funny story you can tell from your wrestling experiences, but Hey, I'll even, I'll even give you some, some parameters. You don't have to, but 
if it has something related to living with Whitson, you know, you, you want to tell something bad on him, go ahead and do that too. So. And I should have known you guys were going to ask something like this. I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't quite prepared. Uh, there's so many stories. I mean, me and this guy got so many memories going through college together and, and, uh, man, well, I don't know, Jesse, you want to, you want to lead me here? You got any in mind that stand out that, that need to be told? Uh, boy. The problem is we're always like stories, stories for the general public, which is never the case. <laughs> Filter, yeah. I just uh, no. I mean, I I think you. I think it would just be good to hear like what maybe a typical day looked like for you that when you did start coaching. Oh know? man, yeah, yeah. So I, I think uh, people don't realize maybe um, the effort that the effort that you put in to get up there and put in time to those kids, you know, and to your, and to your own kid and what you're doing. We kind of talked about this the other night, but I think that'd be a really good thing to share out because um, it's just, it's impressive. And if you want to get something done, you can, and you did, you know? Yeah. I just, I just never even thought about like pedaling back on goals. Kind of what we talked about earlier when, you know, well, did you have to take away from this to do this? And it was like, no, just do everything uh, as hard as you can. And so I'll, I'll kind of fast forward to my last semester of college. Mm -hmm. I I don't think you even, I took 21 hours right semester and I had a full-time job uh, that I ended up, you know, going into after I graduated. So I was taking it very seriously. Uh, It was growing very fast. And so I was, uh, I had cameras in my warehouse that I could see from my computer and I would kind of, I was running this warehouse from my computer, which I was in class looking at or, you know, wherever it might've been. Um, and then, you know, we won a state title that year in wrestling. So I, I would go to class in the mornings, go straight to practice, um, go straight to my son, you know, uh, immediately after that, put him to bed. Um, you know, sometimes I, I, I work at night, uh, at, job at the the bar you know and so I'd shut that go make some money shut that down and rinse and repeat and uh did that a lot um that last semester of college like I said 21 hours won a state title being a father um and we still had a lot of fun um you know we we didn't we didn't stop doing that either um you know we, we were still kids at times and um those are just memories that I think that it's hard to explain to somebody how that all happened or, or tell that story because that so much went into it. You know, we were doing mm-hmm. everything. I mean, we were burning the candle at both ends. Uh, and, you know, I, I've watching film, you know, you know, after Colby would go to bed and, or, you know, and then, and then talking to you guys about it. And uh, there was just a lot going on in, in different directions, but I, mean, I wouldn't change any of it. It, it, it was a great experience. And um, to this day, I still, there's not a lot of people that, you know, coach outside of uh, uh you know that aren't teachers you know high school coaches that aren't teachers um you know they're there five days a week so just getting to work earlier or whatever it might be just making it all work mm-hmm. um you know up until this year uh, it was work high school practice till you know five and then colby's practice would start by six so i'd you know leave there and take him to practice and we wouldn't leave there till you know eight um come home eat dinner rinse and repeat you know, so, um, yeah, it's been busy, been busy, uh, past 15 years or so. Yeah. So I got a question for you. Sorry. This is actually the last one. Uh, so 
Jesse, Jesse and I are teachers, obviously. So a lot of the big debate in education right now is, uh, are kids okay at home, you know, doing all this work the teachers are sending home. So you will answer that your son is okay doing all the work at home and it's fine. Absolutely. He, it's actually enabled him to do more stuff. You know, he, he knocks that out and, and then some, and then now he's got time to get an additional workout in or, or whatever it might be. So yes, absolutely. This, this whole deal, the way they're handling this stuff, kids can do that. And then some, I, I would think. No, no sympathy from us adults to you kids. <laughs> All right. Life yeah. is tough. Get some work done. So, yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Hey, thanks guys. Love what you're doing.